RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Richard Pine. The top stories. Commerce Chief Edward Yao appeals to tour operators not to get too picky with travel bubble arrangements. Health Secretary Sophia Chan reports no positive COVID-19 cases among thousands of samples collected from temporary testing centres. And four people are taken into custody in France after the brutal murder of a history teacher in a suburban street. Commerce Chief Edward Yao has dismissed criticism and concerns from tour operators about a travel bubble with Singapore, saying it's a practical arrangement that could pave the way for further travel bubbles elsewhere. He told a radio program that it would take the government much more time to reach agreements on bilateral travel if it gets too particular. He says he hopes similar arrangements can be made with mainland cities and Macau. He added that authorities are looking into introducing rapid COVID-19 tests and expects the cost of testing to drop lower soon. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says the government is looking into setting up a COVID-19 testing laboratory at the airport in light of the travel bubble arrangement with Singapore. She told a radio programme that this could help shorten testing times for tourists and facilitate travel once the pandemic eases. Professor Chan also reports there have been no positive COVID-19 tests among 11,000 samples collected from four temporary testing centres in Wan Chai, Kwai Ching, Kowloon City and Yaochim Mong. 3,000 samples still need to be processed. A city in eastern China has started offering a coronavirus vaccine to the general public, although it hasn't yet completed clinical trials. Hundreds of people have been queuing outside a hospital in Yiwu, where nurses are administering the injections for a fee of about 60 US dollars. The BBC's Robin Brandt reports. We arrived before 7 o'clock in the morning and dozens were already waiting at the gate. The queue stretched to more than 100 people long by the time the hospital opened. They've come to get the first of two jabs, but this isn't a clinical trial. This isn't key workers who are being offered emergency protection. This is for anyone who wants it and can pay. Most of the people we've spoken to in the queue are due to go abroad soon and want what they hope is protection. There are concerns about the possible side effects of this vaccine after reports that almost half a million frontline workers here have already been given it. French President Emmanuel Macron has paid tribute to a teacher beheaded by a knifeman in a suburb of Paris, saying he was a victim of an Islamist terror attack and was killed for advocating freedom of expression. The teacher was killed after he reportedly showed his pupils caricatures of the Prophet Muhammad, but the attack represents a widening of the threat that surrounds the republishing of these caricatures by the satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo. President Macron had this to say when he visited the scene. One of our fellow citizens was assassinated today because he was a teacher, because he taught his pupils freedom of expression, the freedom to believe and not to believe. Our compatriot was attacked in a cowardly way. He was the victim of an Islamist terrorist attack. The attacker was later shot dead. Four other people have been detained. Nordin Chowdhury is the father of a pupil at the school. We saw the police, and I had a friend who called me when he saw the body at the top of the street, lying on the ground with the head next to it. He called me and we got together. My son was outside and we were panic-stricken. We were very, very scared. 
Last month, two people were stabbed near the former offices of Charlie Hebdo. Meanwhile, a high-profile trial is currently underway relating to the deadly jihadist attack on the magazine in 2015, which left 12 people dead. The BBC's Lucy Williamson has more. I think this is a very symbolic attack for France. Teachers here are seen as symbols of the Republic and President Macron has been incredibly vocal in his desire to strengthen the national identity of France, the sense of being a Republic, of Republican values. You'll remember five years ago the attack on Charlie Hebdo, which left so many people dead. And I think France has really been trying to come back from that ever since. Those wounds just keep being reopened time and again and I think this will again open up those fault lines in France and have people asking the same questions. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Armenian missiles have struck Azerbaijan's second biggest city, Ganja, as fighting continues over Nagorno-Karabakh. They've hit a residential block in the city, which is more than 60 kilometres from the disputed region. The BBC's Konol Kaleolova has been following events. Two residential buildings collapsed on live TV channels, I have seen people wrapped uh, in their blankets are being rescued from armed the rebels. There were children as well. Some seem to be unconscious or even possibly dead, and some are alive but seem to be horrified and shocked. People in New Zealand are voting in a general election after a month's delay caused by an outbreak of coronavirus in the country's biggest city, Auckland. The Labour Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, is hoping to win a second term. The BBC's Shaima Khalil reports. New Zealand has one of the lowest death rates globally, thanks to an early and strict lockdown. Jacinda Ardern's leadership style, based on kindness and compassion, and her steering the country through turbulent times, has gained her huge popularity both inside New Zealand and around the world. But the opposition national party has criticized her for failing to deliver a clear COVID-19 economic recovery plan. The U.S. budget deficit has hit a record 3.1 trillion U.S. dollars in the fiscal year that's just concluded. That's more than twice as big as the previous record set during the financial crisis just over a decade ago. The BBC's Michelle Fleury reports. The American government spent unprecedented amounts to cushion the impact of the coronavirus recession and to keep millions of people out of poverty. But its relief efforts have pushed the deficit, when government spending tops tax revenue, to an all-time high. The debt for this budget year was three times the size of last year's deficit and $2 trillion higher than the Trump administration forecast before the pandemic. The report comes as congressional leaders and the White House have failed to pass another aid package, something many economists argue is desperately needed to sustain the recovery. Hong Kong's Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hoy, has downplayed the possibility of further cash handouts, saying the government needs to keep its expenditure within the limits of its revenue. The government is expecting a $290 billion deficit for the current year after rolling out multiple anti-epidemic measures. Sports News Now and Anthony Joshua hopes boxing fans will be allowed in to watch what will be the first fight in over a year. He confirmed last night that he'll defend his IBF, WBA and WBO world heavyweight titles against the Bulgarian Kubrat Pulev in London on December the 12th. The BBC's boxing correspondent Mike Costello says the bout could have a huge bearing on whether Joshua would be able to challenge for the only other major global belt, the WBC title, which is held by Tyson Fury. 
This is a night where, in a sense, Anthony Joshua can lose more than one fight because if he's beaten by Kubrat Pulev, then the fight against Tyson Fury certainly doesn't happen next. It's not to say it won't ever happen, but certainly it wouldn't have the same kind of build-up. And there is talk that Tyson Fury will be fighting in December as well. So they each have one final hurdle to overcome before the big showdown happens next year. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp is hoping that football can unite the city during tight coronavirus restrictions in the region by the UK government. The Merseyside derby against Everton at Goodison Park is the opening game of the Premier League this weekend. Usually when bad things happen, this, this city comes really together and, and makes, tries to make the best of it. And that's what we try on from a football point of view. I think football, if you would play now Man City, for example, on the weekend, it had, would have been, it would have the same importance. It's just an important thing. So, but now because we are both clubs from the city, yes, the whole city is united and watched one football game. Also tonight, Manchester City host Arsenal. It could mean a debut for Arsenal's new Ghana international midfielder, Thomas Partey. It's a great challenge. Uh, you know, uh, I want to experience new challenges and also uh, in a great family like Arsenal, I think uh, I'm ready to give it my all, uh, try and help this club uh, come back to where they belong. World champions South Africa have withdrawn from the rugby championship because of fears over player welfare. New Zealand, Australia and Argentina are left in the tournament, which begins in two weeks' time in Sydney. It means that the Springboks will not have played a single match in 2020. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Commerce chief Edward Yao appeals for tour operators not to get too picky with travel bubble arrangements. Health Secretary Sophia Chan reports no positive COVID-19 cases among thousands of samples collected from temporary testing centres. And four people are taken into custody in France after the brutal murder of a history teacher in a suburban street. And that's the news from RTHK. Little Bob Dylan knocking on heaven's door. I'm Michael Lance. I'm here for you for another couple hours. Here you go. Enjoy them, guy. Mama, take this badge off of me.
Symptoms of COVID-19 can be mild. Don't go to work or school if feeling unwell. Wear a mask and consult a doctor promptly. Ask doctors at accident and emergency departments, general outpatient clinics, private hospitals, or clinics for free testing provided by the Department of Health. Return the specimen to a designated collection point or use the door-to-door -door specimen collection service for a fee. Test promptly for early detection. Radio 3. Another request. Here you go, David. I think originally written by hey, Hop yeah, Wilson Johnny, in 1960. Yeah, Here is Albert Collins, oh, uh, Johnny right. Copeland, up, and Robert Cray, 1985. Well, Black Cat Bone. He did. Boy, well, he sure used to play that guitar over at the Red Lily Cube. Yeah, he laid that steel in his lap. He was getting down, man. I used to like the way he said, I believe. Everything I do is wrong. 